Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair Chinese Chardonnay with anchovy and Taleggio flatbreads. And we talk Prince Harry's word vomit, why we hate buckle fat removal, and why you should order chips with your roast with designer Hannah Cawley. Hello! We are back. Uh, we're back for episode two of season two, the doubleheader of the doubleheader. <laughs> And we have a very special guest in the form of Hannah Corley. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being here. I'm asking you how you're doing, but we haven't just been like talking for the last hour. <laughs> yeah, they've been here for an hour and a half. <laughs> Hannah is a fashion designer who makes the most beautiful clothes. If you haven't seen them already, then go and check her out on Instagram at Hannah Corley. They're unbelievable. How long have you been doing it for? For five years, actually. This, no, last year, five years in October. So, congratulations, happy anniversary for October. Thank you very much. It's absolutely incredible. And we've been like, so how I know Hannah, Sophie and Hannah, oh God, this is going to get really confusing. Sophie and Hannah Corley, <laughs> which Corley even sounds like Crosby. You're Sophie speaking and the Hannah has, Yeah, Sophie and Hannah, <laughs> I've just met, I've known Hannah for, God, how long have we known each other for? Maybe I feel about, like um, maybe three years. Two, two three no, years. No, stop. Two, I'm, three I'm years. I'm quite bad with time. I think head. it might be two, three years, you know. That's actually quite crazy. When did I you think, guys meet? I think it's three, maybe it is three years. Yeah, we we, we met on Instagram, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a modern modern the romance. Classic. Yeah, it was. Uh, As all the good modern Instagram. romances go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> liked each other's vibe, liked what what each other did. Um, You actually came to one of my wine clubs and we met properly I there. I did, I did. And then we had a very drunken night at yeah. her old house. Yeah, very, 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 very drunken. drunken. Very, very drunken. <laughs> Um, and, and funnily enough, we didn't see each other for a while after. <laughs> I too think, mortifying. I was like, it's too mortifying. I think we're both quite embarrassed. We're like, oh, yeah. okay, never mind. 
If those walls um, could talk. Well, you agreed that you would do my wedding dress, which I was really happy did about. Did I? So, yeah, you did. Don't remember. <laughs> I, I actually... Do you do wedding dresses? Yes, I do. And congratulations. Oh, oh Hannah, I'm going to take this off air afterwards, but <laughs> genuinely help me. Oh, absolutely. In a, in a paid capacity, of obviously. Of course. <laughs> help me for free. Come to the studio. <laughs> we'll have a meeting. Oh, my God, I'd love that. Okay, great. So I've just palmed off my friend to another Hannah, so that's great. <laughs> Matchmaking, matchmaking. <laughs> There's I mean, enough for me to go around. Don't worry, <laughs> No, well, we're so happy you're here because we've been trying to get like um, guests on that aren't directly involved in the food and drink space, mm-hmm. although there are plenty of those. Although, Hannah Corley, yes. you are more directly involved with food than first perhaps meets the eye. I yes. mean, not only do you have your great side project, Conversations With, which you definitely check out, gorgeous photography and a recipe from lots of amazing female chefs from up and down the country, mm-hmm. curated by Hannah. But there is a bit more of like an obvious connection that a lot of people might not know about. Uh, what's that? That you, <laughs> that you fucking worked in the kitchen. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> so you have a food background too. Well, I how, did. how did that happen? What was your food background? Well, I mean, when I first started the brand, it was, I didn't really have any, you know, I've had no investment for the whole of the brand. I've like self funded all of it. So I managed Amazing. a pub for the first two years. Um, and kind of worked with the kitchen to develop menus for the pub and did a few shifts in the kitchen and then decided that I'd had enough of London so then moved to the Cotswolds and was a chef there for a while. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Whereabouts in the Cotswolds were you? Near Stroud. Is it nice? It was okay. <laughs> but then you came swiftly back to London. Oh uh, no, then it was lockdown. I moved home with my parents. Ah. Um, so yeah. It's a bit of food history there. Yeah. I think. No, it's amazing. Well, I mean, we've got a lovely, delicious, the room smells absolutely incredible because Sophie's just whipped up something delicious that's oozing and melting on the table in front just, of it's us. It's the second week of something really cheesy, I just remembered. Yeah. But never mind. Just a big fan of cheese at the moment, aren't you? She's got winter, so, so much leftover cheese from Christmas that you don't know what to do with. Do you know what? My cheese shelf of my fridge is pitifully empty at the moment. Mine is full. I, can I come to your house? <laughs> Please do. Yesterday, I literally had to run to the newsagent to get a block of cheddar because I had such a distinct so craving cheddar, for Jacob's honestly. cream crackers and cheddar. I saw that. I was Instagram. like, I need to eat that right now. Yeah, got, did you have butter on the cracker before oh, yeah. the cheese? Yeah, has to be. I was wondering Thick that. layer of yeah, butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, I'm not a heathen. <laughs> butter you and cheese You need some lubrication. Together. Cheese and cracker. It's a bit dry otherwise. It'll fall off. Yeah. You need, that's a glue. The butter Stick is a glue. Stick it in there. Yeah. Anyway, no, no corner shop cheddar and crackers today. What I've got in front of us is a anchovy and telegio pizza bread. So I made some pizza dough. It must have been yesterday morning I made it. So it's just been having a little gentle ferment in my fridge with wild farmed flour, which is lovely, kind of no pesticide, really mm-hmm. natural flour. Mm-hmm. Um, go and check them out. They do loads of amazing stuff. So I've got some of that in there with water and yeast, mixed it up, left it in the fridge to ferment a bit, do some rising. And then I literally tore a bit off Flattened out of my hands, put it in a hot, dry skillet pan. And then once it's got a nice golden base and the tops start drying out a bit, I put on some telegio and some anchovies and then whacked it under a really hot grill. So then you mimic a pizza oven. You've got the bottom heat and the top heat to get a bubbly top and a really crisp base. It literally took you 10 minutes. It takes no time at all. You literally make, making the dough takes no time and then it just sits in the fridge. And then whipping it together is actually really quick. Um, so do not think that making pizzas is scary. It's actually super easy. 
And I I was going to do them as little mini ones, and then I couldn't be asked, so I just made a big pizza. Oh, <laughs> it looks amazing. Really Should we get does. some wee plates to divvy yeah, it Yeah, I'll get some plates. Also, there's like a tarragony garlic butter brushed over the top, because as if there wasn't enough fat on there already. It's going to be a lovely Delicious. salty treat. Hannah, what are we drinking with it? So, um, with this, we are drinking... So, initially, when... I pitched the idea of doing like little tiny pizzas. I was like, let's do a big Italian Sangiovese. But actually something really interesting arrived for me in the post that I wanted to talk about and taste live on air like we did last time. Good, I love it. It's become a new kind of blind taste segment. Yeah, it's quite fun. I mean, like I know exactly what I'm <laughs> tasting, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. But I think I am. Um, so I got sent some Chinese wine, guys. I know nothing about Chinese wine. Me neither. And I'm really excited to learn. So this is from a um, winery, a producer called, I'm going to say, Giga. X-I-G-E. So Giga? 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 Giga. Okay, let's say Giga. I have no idea. I'm probably butchering that as well. Yeah. Someone tell us. Someone send us a voice note. Some, yeah, ideally, someone great. Chinese, please, please let us know. <laughs> we don't want to hear your hack-handed white people attempts. Yeah, exactly. We're here already. Um, so, Shiga is the name of the producer. Um, they are based uh, on the Dove Mountain in the eastern Helan Mountains. Uh, this is a Chardonnay. Um, a few of their wines are kind of like, you know, classic French varieties from around the world, but using their unique terroir to express something a little bit different. Um, so this particular wine is a Chardonnay. It's been fermented and aged in oak barrels for 12 months. And on the nose, you've kind of got this amazing florality as well as ripe tropical fruits. It's a bit of a smooth and creamy texture as well on the palate, like caused by the oak. And I think it's got like, I think it's full malolactic fermentation as well. And that's all backed up by a brilliant acidity. It's going to be super easy to drink. It's going to have a lovely long finish. I think it's going to really stand up to you know, like the lovely intense buttery flavours and the saltiness of the anchovies as well. I don't mm. think this is kind of like, mm. it kind of feels like a bit of like a new world Chardonnay, like an American Chardonnay, but hopefully not too buttery or oaky. It sounds like it's going to be really elegant. So I think this will work really nicely. Oh, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, too. okay, I'll pour some glasses. Let me see if I can do some ASMR. <laughs> Let me put it in front of your one. Try to spill it. Oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? It really yeah. does. That sounds very nice. Right, come on, Corlu. Thank you. Mmm. Is it nice? It smells really bright. Let's have a swirl and a sniff. Were you involved in any wine lists when you were chefing, Han? No. <laughs> um, I was in charge Straight of putting, up, no. putting the wine in the fridges and oh, organising okay. that. Uh, but no, I oh, wasn't actually. Oh, thank you so much, babe. Oh, wow. I know. It's so intense on the nose. It's not what I was expecting at all. Oh, wow. It's actually really classic Chardonnay. Tastes like an absolutely classic Chardonnay. Mm. It's not that acidic. I don't know if I've ever had a Chardonnay wine. I think? feel like Chardonnay's got a really bad rep. I, I don't I feel think like... I've ever had a Chardonnay. I, like, really? I never drink white wines. Don't oh, you? Do you no. You're a red wine gal. I am. Do we need to get you a glass of red wine after this? <laughs> You're going to be... <laughs> Oh, wow. That's so, like, it's kind of like taking a big bite of, like, uh, salty butter. Like salty mm. Cornish butter. That's That wine's delicious. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sending that to me. Um, so you definitely check it out. We'll be posting a photo of that, as well as a lovely photo of the flatbreads. But I think you're also sharing mm. a recipe, aren't you, So I'll share a recipe. I'll share a little video. So you can go head to Instagram to check that out. Right, let's Or if you this. came from Instagram to listen to this. 
Hi. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> this tastes no, delicious. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We like it. So it's gone it. a little bit cold in classic podcast fashion. It's sad. <laughs> I think All it's TV still great, food is though. cold. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I've been dreaming of eating your food. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> so nice to finally meet you. You too. Mm. I feel like cold pizza is not a bad thing ever, though, is it? No, never. I actually would rather pizza. Pe- Either you want it to be really hot in a restaurant, but then also the cold pizza that you eat straight out the fridge in the morning that was yesterday's pizza mm. is yeah. some of the best pizza. Yeah, agree. The saltiness, the intense saltiness from the anchovies is making the wine taste creamier. It's kind of it like blurring really out like the salt, the salineness of the wine and making it feel mm. a lot more creamy. It works. It really works. Oh, good. well Pairing. done. Us. Look well at us go. Uh, Hannah, best things that you ate in the last week. Is there a particular meal that you had that's been a highlight? Well, I was saying to Hannah before that I my friend was staying with me this weekend, so I went out for quite a few meals, mm. some of which I can't really remember that well. <laughs> um, we went out for a Sunday roast. Some of the best ones. And I always have chips with my roast. I love that. Mm. In a pub. That's in- what I ask for. I instead can't. of roasties. Yeah. Because the roasties are rubbish in pubs. You just never know, do you? You don't know. You, you don't know what it. you're going to get, but you can always trust chips. That's really smart. Thank you. I'm going to start <laughs> doing that. Because I feel like eating roast out, I don't know if we've talked about this before, if this is just something. I don't think we have, actually. Let's get on it. It's something that I slag off constantly. I just don't mm-hmm. get going out for roasts, really. I think that the best roast you have are at home. And most places don't do roasts, right? Yeah. This like was your like, mum can always do a bit better. This was like you your know? grandma's roast. Oh, yes. Yeah. Where Not do you, quite your mum's. Where do you go for a roast? I feel like I can't say. Are you gatekeeping? I don't want to be barred. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, okay. Wait, did, were, wait, were the potatoes shit? The chips were great. Yeah. My friend's potatoes were... <laughs> I think they were packet potatoes. Oh. Not homemade roasties. We can bleep it out. Bleep it out like you're swearing. What was it? Ah. Damn. Nah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, actually. I feel like they would do packet roast. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it was busy. Everyone was having a roast day. Everyone was having a great time. Best roast in London? Campbell Arms. Draper's Arms. I've never had one. Mm, Draper's Arms is really good as well. Ooh. Draper's Arms. You'd fucking love the Draper's Arms. So good. Didn't we go for a Sunday roast at the... We went to the Marksman. We went to the Marksman Sunday mm-hmm. roast. We just had like... Ma- me and Hannah just shared a big fuck off pie. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. a Sunday. We had a massive pie. Yeah, That sounds great. I love pie. Yeah, it was like a Sunday roast, except it wasn't on a Sunday and there was no, no roast. it felt very sunday though. Yeah, it did. So that wasn't the best thing that you ate this week, this dodgy roast at a pub. But no, what, but... But um, what was the best? Um, yesterday, I made a chicken burger. Mm-hmm. and just like uh, breaded a chicken breast after flattering it. Mm. Actually, no, it's a chicken thigh. Yum, even better. Chicken thigh. And then put some e-jam on it. Yum. Some pickles. Um, and then made like a mayo. Yum. Oh, it was quite a good dinner, actually. That sounds like a very... Mm, I love a crispy bit of chicken. Yeah, it was great. A chicken escalop in any form is great, I've it? been like really craving making a Kiev. Oh. Maybe we should do a Kiev one week. I think maybe we should. It's a bit of a faff for Kiev, but I'll do it for you. Oh, thanks, babe. What's the best thing you ate this week? It's so funny when, like, we talk about the best thing we've eaten this week and it's always, like, eating out. And you're like, no, the best thing I made for this week, I made I made it. Oh, it's actually, <laughs> it's this, actually, Sophie. Thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> I just got back from having lunch with Easter Belfridge, where she, mm. I've been eating really fucking well today. 
Yeah, you lucky lady. I uh, Easter made me a lovely soup, a lovely bone marrow broth that she made Yum. from yesterday since she knew I was coming over, which what was, was lovely. Um, Cavalonero. Um, my, one of my lots favorite of chicken, some noodles, mm. some kim, some chili kimchi, some parmesan. Mm. It was like a little lovely sour soup. I mean, it's just kind of like absolutely balmy in the way that like a lot of Easter's recipes are. She just freestyled it and it was so delicious. Sounds great. Mm. Oh. Some, yeah, with some parmesan sprinkled on top. Mm. Like, yeah, wow. Extra funk, why not? Yeah, why not? That was really good. Um, yeah, that was really good. Uh, what else have I had this week? Mm. I had a really nice vegan meal last night. I went to an event with my friend um, uh, for a brand, but I went as a plus one, so I don't have to say it. I'm joking. It was for um, it was for Plenish. I went I went for their um, vegan meal, and uh, it was funnily enough. Obviously, I didn't know what the meal was going to be, but there was no booze. It was like the first like press event I've had where there's been no booze at all. That's. Hmm. I even I went to a I went to a Lucky Saint dinner. He. Oh, my, well, fa- yeah. my favourite alcohol-free <laughs> beer. I love them so much. And I was like, well, are they going to give me any booze with dinner? And they actually did. Oh, did they? they? Mm. You got lucky saying, and you also got to drink wine if you wanted to. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, we just I had... We just had <laughs> juice for the entire night. Juice. Lovely. Juice, yeah. That's squash. Lovely. No, as in, like, pressed juices. Oh. You are know? you partaking in damp January? Dry, drier <laughs> than wet, which is... Oh, oh yeah, drier than wet. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it's because... Um, we're both embarking on those very big projects that we can't talk about. Those very big parallel <laughs> projects we can't talk about that I kind of don't really need to be hung over for. No, need all the energy. Having said that, I had three pints last night and I'm absolutely fucked today. Really? <laughs> I don't understand. Three pints, that's, you know, that used to be a starter. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I think it's, it depends what mood you're in, I think. I, I think if you're age. stressed, like it actually, it, it makes me more hungover actually. Yeah. And really? I'm a sloppy yeah. drunk. You get sloppy drunk as well when you're a bit stressed. Yeah. No composure. Oh, nightmare. I had um, my two friends were like, we're going to go to a cadet later. We're in Bethel Green. Like, do you want to quick, get a quick drink before like we go? They ended up not going to cadet, came back to mine from my, uh, for oven pizzas. And we ended up watching some ridiculous, um, we ended up watching the beta squad on YouTube. Have you guys like the beta squad? It's like the so, sidemen. Is it, ch- is Chunks in beta squad? Chunks in beta squad as yeah. well as um, sidemen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidemen can be a bit like, mm. I felt the beta squad. The beta squad kind of feel a bit more wholesome to me. Chunks is super wholesome. He's a good lad. Chunks is super wholesome. He seems like a really sweet boy. Yeah, the side men seem to be a bit like mm, dodge. I don't know much about the side men either. To be honest, they do Tinder in real life, where they just get a woman who stands behind a frame and they come up and give her like terrible chat up lines. And some of it is like, okay, that's like quite funny. And some of it's like, oh, we're kind of like verging on like laddie sexism here. How old are you, Hannah? Because I feel like I'm too old to have got into YouTube in a big way. I'm 30. Are you into YouTube? No. Yeah, I'm 29. I'm also <laughs> like, I do, I like, in Bon Appetit's heyday, I spent a lot of time on YouTube mm. watching yeah. the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen videos. And we watched like Architectural Digest and stuff like that. God, look at you. <laughs> but I really have never really indulged in like yeah, no. in YouTuber It's like content. the new you know I mean? TV. I have no idea it is, what, but what this is. This is where I remember that you're actually a couple of years younger than me because yeah. I've got no idea about YouTube. I kind of like, <laughs> I kind of like got like the tail end of it. I think I got into YouTube because like so many, I like care very intensely, very, very intensely about Los Angeles uh, influencer drama. Yeah. So I need to go all of my drama vids from that. But also you're very into ASMR, aren't you? I, I am! 
Oh I've done God. my research. Have you done your research? No. I feel <laughs> like you're into ASMR and also just into <clears throat> pop culture as a whole. Yeah. And lots of that exists on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, if the wine wasn't already doing it, I'm definitely rotting my brain with like all of like the influencer <laughs> culture that I digest. Um, I watched this girl and she like, She's this she's talking to a camera. She actually lives in London as well. She lives in fucking Stratford. And Jala Coles, she's such seems like such a sweetie. She used all of her YouTube money to buy a Tesla. She's like, yeah, seems like such a babe. But she's like 22 and she sits in her like flat in Stratford and like talks about the LA YouTuber drama. She's amazing. I just catch up on her like it's the fucking morning news. <laughs> but at, when it affects no one. Um, but ASMR, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I watched it. Also, like, makeup. When I was, like, 12, that's when the makeup bubble started to expand. Yeah. And, mm. um, like, Michelle Phan as well. Michelle Phan, like, the really oh, I even huge... I don't even She was, like, the huge, like, iconic, like, beauty YouTuber that first okay. became really big. Um <clears throat> I now learn all my makeup from TikTok. Yeah, but, but no, so I guess like, that's the same thing. I've just been, I mean, we both have the eye flick, Hannah, you and I. Do your we? eye flickers. The Do eye we? flickers. Yeah. Eye flick. Your oh, eye I thought you meant like, as in like, I've got... She was like, what product is this? I thought you meant <laughs> like, you like, know that you've got... I thought you meant I had like a tick or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> you've flick. got the eye flicker. Yeah, yeah, cat, uh, cat eye. And eyeliner. How, how long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it since I was about 15. Same. So about, yeah. Alexa Chung, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Alexa. Oh. <laughs> I think I was doing it then and then I stopped because I was actually really bad at it and just never got any better. So I was like, I'll just go for loads of mascara instead was always the look that I yeah. went with. Or combine the two. A strong look. <laughs> yeah, it's a strong look. Strong look. Here's a really strong look. Do it look. all. I'm going to tell you about the best meals I had this week. Before oh, yeah, I since, since no one asked <laughs> Asking, guys. <laughs> no, before I get too excited, but I did actually have two really outstanding meals out this week. Mm. So I'm going to just tell you quickly about please, them. Please, please, please. They're both near me as well, so South London heads or people yep. going to South London. You ever worried that anyone's going to stalk you? Uh, I. Mm. I no, feel like if, if someone really careful. wanted to, if someone really wanted to, they could make a little map of they all of the places and like out. crossed over. <laughs> Maybe they could. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> But two good places I ate this week. One was Mambo, Ooh, which is I heard in, about this. Yeah. in Peckham. It's on the ground floor underneath Falls Wine. Mm. And it's Malaysian food. And it was a really outstanding meal I had there. They had a lovely wine list. Yeah. They had... On the bottom floor? On the bottom floor, yeah. Isn't that where like a ramen place used to be? I think there's there's a sushi place next to it. There's Tonkatsu still above it. Oh, fine. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, he's above yeah. it. There's Rotorius, Rotisserie Chicken Place that I'm doing pop up in. Delicious. There's a loads of really good spots there now. Um, but Mambo was great. We had these amazing like uh, pork and prawn stuffed uh, tofu skin wrappers, mm. deep fried. Amazing. Uh, this really great pork belly, which was really sticky and could clearly been braised for a really long time. And the best bit was this sea bream that had been stuffed with sambal mm. and deep fried. Mm. It was really crispy. And then you pulled out the bone. You had the most tender fish in the middle yeah. with sambal. Unbelievable. Yeah, mambo, big tick. Were Go they check it in Spitalfields before? Were they? Maybe. Maybe they were. Yeah, I think they sure. might have been. I seem to remember. Ah. Is it? Is it um, female chef? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were in yes. Spitalfields or somewhere around there before. Ah, well, that's nice that they're in Peckham now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, it's getting loads of good reviews. That's great. Um, so 
and I'm now joining the good reviews. <laughs> Ten. Good review, go. go. Um, the other great meal I had was a classic that I always go to in Deptford, actually. Tea House. Via Anfo. Oh. I love Tea House, tea house as well, though. Tea House is the best. Tea House oh, is a great it. dim sum spot. <laughs> but Via Anfo is a really great BYOB Vietnamese restaurant that's just at the end of Deptford High Street. Yeah. Um, and they just do so many yummy things. Pork stuffed betel leaves. They're just this. I, I actually don't know what betel leaf is really, but it's a big leaf and you stuff it with this really nice spiced pork I'm gonna and go. steam them. They're amazing and they do really great fur. Had a really nice, like, sticky pork belly. I had loads of sticky pork belly last week, apparently. But yeah, two really good <laughs> spots yeah. in South London. So Viet Anfo and Mambo. Check them out. That sounds delicious. I've been meaning to find. I've been meaning to check out Mambo for a hot minute, so I'm glad that I now have an excuse to go. I'm Come going to me. Peckham now a lot more. I just love Jumbi. Whenever I go to Peckham, I always end up in Jumbi. I went to Jumbi for the first time after I went to Mambo. I loved love it. Jumbi. Jumbi so gorgeous. Yet. Great new bar. They do lovely cocktails, lovely wines. Lovely and we're beers. looking yeah. at a vinyl and, DJ. Yeah. And it's got like a massive big vinyl wall. Yeah, I drove past um, it the other day. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've decided I might want to do my 30th birthday party there if they do private hire. That sounds great. Look, it's a good spot for it. Ooh. It does look very cool. It's I not for 10 months, but in 10 months' time, I'll be investigating. Oh my God, yeah, that was fucking hell. Two months ago, that was crazy. October. Some flies. I'm a November baby. Oh. You're in October. Yeah, late October. I was going to say you're Libra. I'm not. I'm a Sagittarius. Hannah, what are you? I guess. I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it when I, people are the same as me. I really want people to talk to me about star signs all the time. I know very little. Sorry. Other than like little. <laughs> no information. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. But I've always dated Libras. Oh. And Cancers. Cancerians. Are you, are you a Libra? Or I am. A, you're a Libra. Yeah. Li- <laughs> librarians. Libras are supposed to be good. <laughs> I, know that, I know that Libras are good ones. Really? And cancers are good ones. Yes, cancers are sensitive. My boyfriend's also a cancer. Really? Yeah, he's Aww. such cancer. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I know, again, I don't know what that means. I just say, oh, he's such cancer. <laughs> my, my partner's a cancerian as well. He's a... Uh, sensitive yeah, cancer, boys. Sensitive yeah. cancer, honey. I wouldn't even... I don't know what the <laughs> traits are of the cancer. In bigger and more confusing news, has anyone seen the photos of... Oh, I'd say Peter Andre. <laughs> Has anyone seen the photos of Peter Andre and Emily Ratajkowski? No, Eric Andre and Emily Ratajkowski. Yes, I was looking at this this morning and I... She's just going out with everyone at the moment and I rate it. Post-divorce, she's out there. Go on in. I mean, I didn't even... Him, Pete Davidson. Who else? Uh, Brad Pitt. She's bought on a date with Brad Pitt. Oh my God, Emily. I mean, if you've got it, flaunt it. She's clearly got it. And why not not pin yourself down, but just go out with loads of really notable, talented men? Absolutely. In quick succession. I'd I do mean, that after my husband cheated on me. My ugly husband. Yeah, my ugly mean? husband. Yeah, her yeah. ugly husband cheated on her. No way. Gave her a baby, married her quickly, dumped her, chagged someone else. Didn't no one's that. immune. That's a shame. No one's immune. Yeah, it's literally like men are fucking suck. They can literally be like, oh, I want a woman like Emily Ratkowski and they'll literally cheat on her. Well, uh, yeah. I can't tell if I fancy Eric Andre. I think maybe I do a little bit. I definitely do. I don't yeah. find him that funny. Yeah. You don't find him that funny? I don't find him that funny. Ouch. Oh, God, I do. <laughs> so, oh, actually, going, going back to the YouTube, Yeah, that's one thing that I did watch on YouTube a lot, Eric Andre show. Eric Andre show. There you mm. go. Iconic. What's he doing these days? I don't know. He was, huh? in, the, he was in the Jackass um, reunion uh, anniversary special. <laughs> 
just kind of yeah, like as like a guest um, on a few things. Um, well, he's clearly up to quite a lot these days. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. My he's word. trying to get to third base. What do you think they talk about? <laughs> yeah, what do you think they talk about? I reckon he's just hilarious. Yeah, and like honestly, I think that this is the era. We I think the era's been going on for maybe a couple of years now, ever since the Pete Davidson thing. But you are in the era of the conventionally unattractive but fucking funny man. Do you know what though? I think Pete Davidson's really hot and I feel like the internet has got it all wrong. Uh, yeah, I, he's I like six foot three, he's funny, he he's goes hung, to therapy apparently. <laughs> like he's a dream man in all regards. <laughs> like he's rich, he's successful, he's sensitive. <laughs> Like Pete Davidson is a hunk on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and in shit the flesh. Tattoos. Shit tattoos. His body maybe. looks like the pen testing bit in WH Smith. Oh, but you just know that he's fit. <laughs> you know that you'd meet him and be like, I fancy this man so much. He's probably got quite good rouse because you can meet someone and be like mates with them, but then like because you'd be mates with you can be mates with someone and then they flirt with you and it's kind of like a different personality kind of it's like a different version yeah. of personality i really think it's men on the internet who say oh pete davidson's so ugly why do all these women go out because they're they jealous. don't get it they no, don't get they it don't. do you fancy pete davidson i would say maybe i do <laughs> i would say <laughs> i would say I feel like you don't fancy him i don't know i watched him in a film i can't remember what the film was but was it I king really... of staten island yeah, that's yeah. it. Apparently um, a great film. I didn't watch it all, but I watched enough to know <laughs> that I think he's quite sexy. But I want to fuck him. Yeah. 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 Um but I didn't know who he was like before the whole Kanye. Mm. Ah, poor Pete, also getting dragged into that. I think he seems like such I, I, I just because I don't want to fuck him doesn't mean that I don't like genuinely really <laughs> like him. Don't get it twisted. I, I really love I love I, I really love the guy. I think he's had a really hard time. And I love how open he is about mental health. He's like because a lot of stuff he's like, I'm just had a really bad anxiety. He's like, I'm on meds because I wanna bleep this out because I wanna kill myself. Like Yeah, yeah. That like he, there's not many celebrities that are saying like this is actually what's happening. Like I'm not just saying like I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. He's real. Oh, speaking of Kanye, have you been seeing all these demented TikToks that North and Kim have been doing? Yes, of no. North. Oh my God. So so the backstory just, is that just Kanye West is really angry about the fact that Kim lets North make TikToks, North being their eldest daughter. Yeah. And they've started doing these TikToks where North is dressed up as Kanye. She's like done his beard and is like wearing a hat and she's lip singing to Bound with Kim behind her in like sunglasses. Stop. So, That's so funny. So in oh the music video, Kanye's on the front of a bike and Kim's behind him. She's naked. I think naked. She's naked in, in the sunglasses, video. just kind of bopping around. And her and her daughter are redoing the video with her daughter That's dressed up as Kanye. It's kind of strange. It's wild. I can just I can like hear the steam coming out of Kanye's what ears from a distance. Bad. Bad. <laughs> we saw the very different keys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know it. Do you actually? Do you actually? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I got it. I'll let you do the solo. Um, <laughs> I to get back to falling in love. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. There you go. That was uncanny. Thank you. That's really good. It's probably on pitch, you know, as well. Um, no need for Shazam. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen I have seen, like, her dimension. I mean, she's just, like, a... What's she, 10, 11? She's just a 10-year-old kid just it's being, great like, content. slightly psychotic. Because you're kind of at that age where you're like, oh, I'm so random, and you think that's genuinely, like, comedy. Honestly, I'm finding it comedy. I love it so <laughs> Whose much. Whose account is it? Is it her account? They haven't shared one, don't they? Kim and North. 
Wow. And they got comments disabled, so no one can come for a 10-year-old, which I think is wise. Yeah, I do too. Because um, I don't think you no, should be inviting your kids on she, the internet like that. Because she did her first couple of TikToks and people were just commenting like, Northy, can you show us the back of your mum's credit card, please? <laughs> <laughs> can you go into your mum's purse, Northy? <laughs> yeah, and Kim was probably like, no, <laughs> not today, not today. <laughs> Nori, do you know your mum's social security <laughs> number? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, I haven't I haven't seen those, but I've kind of I that scene of when she's in oh, when Krim 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 When Kim is doing her architect I think it's for Architectural Digest or Vogue and she's in her quote unquote cream house when she's like showing everyone around like her minimalist like mansion. Cream she calls house. it her cream house. Have you seen what her house looks no. like? No. It's it's all like polished Polished cream cement. Kim? I'm just going to Google Kim Kardashian. It looks like an art gallery. It doesn't look like a house that four children live in. Yeah, no, but she says their children love to play in her cream house. (laughs) She said that in the interview. Kim, you can't say shit like that. You just can't. It's literally like that. Interesting. It looks like a dentist waiting room. (laughs) Look, I can't imagine, like, look, no children live there. No, it's very cream. But um, she was doing the, yeah, the tour of her cream house. And um, she said, like, here are some drawings that North did. And then she picks up this demented fucking drawing <laughs> that North's done. And you know, like, the start of a horror film where you first sense that something might be awry when yeah. the kid starts, like, going, like, <laughs> like yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. And she Absolutely. picks up one of those photos and says, mm, maybe that she was just in an emo mood. <laughs> What was like, it like? What was the drawing? Babe, you're going to die. Um, okay, <laughs> got to find it. Got to find it now. That was her. If I look up that was her emo mood, Google will know exactly what I'm, what I'm about. Emo mood. I do love horror films. I do love you? horror My favourite genre, hands yeah, so down. This, this is the, this is the, fo- <laughs> the drawing that North did. It looks like the Scream. I think it looks like the Astro World really, imagery. It is. I think she, yeah, I think she's been hanging out with her cousin Stormy a bit much. It definitely doesn't look like the Scream, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Tiny bit. It's got that. The phone was quite far away from me. I'm going to <laughs> the not. Edward Munch <laughs> exhibition confirm. in Paris tomorrow. Oh. oh. So I'll go see the scream in the flesh. Do it. Sophie, are you going to Paris tomorrow? Oh, I don't know if I mentioned it. I'm going to Paris tomorrow. <laughs> and this episode will be out. I'll, I'll probably have left Paris when this episode's aired because... I'm only there for a night. No, you're not, are you? <laughs> I'm going for a night and then I'm going to Amsterdam from Paris for the weekend. Where are you going to go in Amsterdam? One of my friends has moved there uh, to do some PhD research for three months. So we're going out there to see her. Nice. Her boyfriend's going out. Her boyfriend's coming with me. We're going to go for a nice double day in Amsterdam for the weekend. Yeah, Very boy. I love Amsterdam. So do I and I've not been for ages. I've never been. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like I would enjoy it. I think you would. I, I just love kind of like Western Europe so fucking much. <laughs> Scandinavia, get in my belly. I just, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully going to um, Oslo maybe in February. Mm. Oh, nice. I just love a cold, cold, cold Yeah, a nice cold, cold yeah. winter break. I once drunk book tickets to Oslo. I didn't go, actually. No. Oh. They were, but they were £10. And I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Fuck it. Do you have any trips planned? This. Oh, you're going to Paris too? I'm going to Paris, yeah. Going to Paris next week. Next week. I feel like but there's always, every kind of few months, 
there's a couple of it destinations. Do you notice this? Yes. Where you see that everyone on Instagram goes to that place. Yeah. I feel like loads of people are going to Paris yeah. this winter. This but, time last yeah. year it was Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> everyone was in Mexico this time they last were, year. They were, that's true. I knew quite a few people that were in Mexico. Loads of people went to Mallorca in the summer. Like a yes. shit ton of people in Mallorca in I went summer. to Marseille and then everyone went to Marseille. <laughs> Obviously. New York as well. When I went to New York, I got yes. so many messages from people being like, I'm also going to New York this spring. Like, ew, get away from me. Have you got any other trips? I actually just booked to go to Milos. I used to think, I used to have a cat called Milo, so in my head it was Milo. <laughs> Milo's Milo's Island. Island. Milo's Island. Yeah, so it's a three-hour ferry from Athens. Girl, so apparently Milos nice, is nice like May. the untouched Greek island. And it's so just excited. like so, like there's, it's not too touristy. It's I just want to swim, read my book. Eat in some spring, fishies. Are you going in the spring? Going in May, okay. end of May. Mm-hmm. Good to give yourself a little treat post big project. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, post big project, think of going to Mexico. I saw the adorable Sartash Derek War from of Mangal to fame was in Mexico City with his He was partner. there for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He was there for Christmas. And I was like, okay, tell I know you're everything. on holiday, but <laughs> fucking tell me where you stayed because that looked absolutely gorgeous. So that's just reminding me I need to text him now that he's back. I feel like this really is the time of year. I get really bad SAD <clears> in <throat> January, February, March time. Really, yeah. I come back to life Easter weekend, yeah. I would say. But I always need to book something in January so I have something to look forward to in the spring mm-hmm. when things start to improve a bit yeah so that's something that you guys get i get yeah. majorly depressed in november december but then new year i think gives me a new lease of life and then really? i'm okay the second half of winter does the yeah. wind does the christmas build up not give you a bit of joy de vivre? i'm always so busy in jan that i never get that blues and yeah really. same same, same. Oh, great yeah i always try and be really busy i think december is always like really sad because I don't know. It's never exactly what you think. Yeah, oh, that's so depressing. No, but no it's true. I you hate build yourself up for Christmas. You you're like, oh, Christmas is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible. And then you're like, you always feel a bit like not let down because Christmas this year was absolutely lovely for me. But it's like that you put so much pressure on yourself to have like the perfect yeah. time and the perfect Christmas. I got too excited and I bought half a wheel of Stilton, which is now <laughs> is that all the cheese that's kicking around in your fridge? Yeah, and Stilton soup, broccoli and Stilton soup. Uh, trust me, it's in the freezer. Oh, there's only, yeah. there's only so much my freezer can hold. That was a proper like Bob Mortimer line. I got so excited, I bought a wee, half a wheel of Stilton. That's <laughs> like, so that sounds like yeah, gone fishing kind of line. Speaking. Of media and TV. I just want to take a second to talk about Spare. Oh my God, the Prince Harry word vomit so, of this week has been cracking me up so much. I don't so, know what that. So he was going to do like a tell all novel. He's also done an audiobook. But and he's been doing the chat show circuit. As well. Fucking hell. Yeah, he's on all the US chat shows. Oh my God. I want to I wanna just say first that I completely. Uh, I'm on this. Was on the side of Harry and Meghan yeah. in terms of the media treatment of Meghan yeah, Markle absolutely. was not okay. Here, here. That's unwavering, um, and I completely right respect their right to step back from senior royal duties. It looks kind of hellish. Mm. Obviously, privileged in a million ways, but also not like the nicest life ever. Yeah. And if she was having a miserable time with the media treating her that way, they had every right to step back. Mm-hmm. Having said that, just step back. Stop talking about it. I know that what we're seeing is still being filtered through the media who still don't like them very much, clearly. But, but the, the, the soundbites coming from this book are like parody. There's all these bits about him shagging an older woman in a field. Horse woman, yeah. And how yeah. she treated him oh, like a young stallion. Mm. 
Oh. No, I haven't. I haven't heard that much. Uh, you've been you've been hiding from this news story. It's, I, th- it, I think I have been. Yeah. It feels like parody. There's something that I can't tell if it's true or not, which it is apparently him real. saying that uh, the artist who's got him through is Shen Sia, the dancehall artist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. And I cannot find out if it's true online. It's, I can't what, what tell if it's this? parody. Prince Harry saying that like a music. A music artist who has like really gotten through the tough times as Shen Sia is like a, a sexy dance hall lady. Bangers, to be fair. But there's now loads of TikToks going around of like animations of Prince Harry dancing around the palace to Shen Sia songs. Oh, amazing. Perfect. <clears throat> it's also, yeah, you're right. He's now kind of doing this um, primetime chat show circuit where it's like now what they're trying to say through like this circuit is like we're now in control of our story. We decide what interviews we do. We decide who we talk to and how we tell our story. But it's kind of like not really, I feel like, doing them many favors. It's kind of like getting them more in the public eye. And I feel like Mm. him releasing this book is now kind of like doing more to his wife that he's like rightly trying to protect as a good husband, keeping keeping them both in the spotlight and keeping them both like criticism. Just just, if you want to step back, just yeah, go the whole hog. Get a job in Costa. Yeah, get a job in Costa. <laughs> that would be so fucking refreshing. If yeah. Harry gets a job in Costa, Meg goes to JD Sports. <laughs> yeah. And they both bring home an honest wage and look after their chickens. That would be, yeah. Do you know what? He's coming across as a really nice guy. I saw a snippet of the interview that he did with Tom Bradbury, I want to say his name is, mm-hmm. the other day. And he's he comes across really well and likewise in all the chat show stuff. But I feel like... I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. If it was me who'd had like a big falling out of my family, who are quite a notable family. Yeah. I mean, not that my family are notable <laughs> in my know. circles, <laughs> but um, but just like airing the dirty laundry of like, like my brother pushed me over once. Well, I know. I, I can think of like all the times that me and my sisters have had a little. It's got a bit physical. Yeah, we've had a bit of a fight. Oh yeah, but I just think that my family wouldn't really deserve that still. It feels it feels like a non-story. I don't know why he's bothering saying like he pushed me over once. Is that what it says in the book? Yeah, he pushed him That's over. That's one chapter. <laughs> he pushed him over and like broke his necklace because oh. they had a fight. Wow. As adults, to be fair, so maybe that's where the spiciness comes in. I'd be really pissed off. One of my sisters wrote a book and was like, "Yeah, she pushed me over once." I'm like that was private. I didn't yeah. know you were going to go write a tell-all book about me. You wouldn't have done it otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Bit of privacy. That would be great. How many sisters do you have? I've got four sisters. Do you? So there was quite a lot of fighting. I've got two kids. sisters. Where are you in the order? Bottom. So horoscopes to to me are where you sit in the age order of your family. What do you think? Youngest I've, child. Yeah, oh, we've just had like, this conversation so many times. Your, your personality so is so guided by where you are. Are you youngest? Family. I'm not youngest, no. Are you the oldest? I'm second oldest, so I'm two of five. And I think I am a perfect mix of being... An eldest child and a middle child. Yeah, I would agree. Which is quite bossy, but also victim complex. Yeah. <laughs> Why does no one care about me? <laughs> it's because I'm so bossy. Um, I just remembered like you're a really... Well, you're one of three, aren't you? I'm, I'm one of three. I'm girls. an eldest. Yeah, three girls. Yeah, yeah. I'm an eldest child. Oh, we're loads of girl families. I know, aren't we? I love that. Yeah. I was saying the other day that for the 100th episode, we should be have a sister special where we have eight yes. women. Yes. Eight the women girls. in the building. Yeah. You will not be able to hear a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love oh, Do so you relate good. to being a youngest child? Do you think you've got youngest child I mean, traits? I don't... What, I think I'm, I don't know. For like youngest children in my mind, uh, always trying to make other people really happy. 
Yes, probably. There's over, like over kind of kind of people pleasing tendencies. Hundred percent. I thought that was an oldest they child. Want everyone though. to oldest child peacekeeper. No, yeah. oldest children want to keep people happy because they want to remind people they're still there. Mm. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> I just remembered um, there's this amazing soundbite um, from Prince Harry's novel Spare that's going around. And do you remember the um, News of the World phone hacking scandal? Yeah. Where his phone like apparently got hacked, but Rebecca, what was her name? Rebecca. Rebecca Brooks. Rebecca Brooks like spread like a malicious rumor that he'd been to rehab, <gasps> which wasn't true. Yeah, he found out that Rebecca Brooks um, wrote about this and he said, can it possibly be a coincidence that the name of the woman who pretended I went to rehab was a perfect anagram for rehabber cooks? Is this not, is the universe not saying something here? (laughs) That sound bites me. It just feels so surreal that it's like the son of like the son of the king king. the son of the actual king saying something like that in an audio book rehabber cooks question mark what did did he have this book just waiting to drop for after the queen died do you think it's been written for ages yeah he he was just waiting for uh like a false leak came out and it was so fucking funny it was like a paragraph that apparently leaked from spare (laughs) and it was kind of going with the thing that it was like named after like you know like the bowling move (laughs) It was like, I moved to LA and I was so lost. I felt like ending it all. And then I happened upon this bowling alley, but they have them in America. I'd never heard of bowling before. And it's actually a memoir about how bowling saved his life. What is actually happening what, is to bowling alleys story? in London? No, 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 no. That was like a, a pretend leak that had like come right. out. And I was like, that is For fucking... my 30th, I went bowling. Did you do Rowan's? No. Where did you do? Lewisham Lanes. I've never been to Lewisham Lanes. <laughs> Well. I do think that all the bowling alleys are disappearing in London, though. There used to be tons. Lewisham Lanes is going strong. Okay, great. I'm going to go there because I used to go to Elephant and Castle bowling alley oh, all the I time. I mean, that's not going strong. That's that gone. was iconic. That's gone. I've got a pair of their shoes. Stretton Bowling Alley. That was iconic. Also gone. Surrey Keys Bowling Alley. Feel that's like that there. maybe still exists. Yeah, and there's a good restaurant around there. Apparently, is it La Chingada, the Mexican restaurant? No, nope. that is unbelievable. I don't. I can't remember. Someone, someone recommended a restaurant around there when I was oh. saying I wanted to do a birthday bowling party. They were like, "Go Surrey Keys," and I was like, "No, Lewisham." It's got to be Lewisham always, always. Really? What are the East London bowling alleys? What's bowling? It's right. Ro- no, it's small, <laughs> isn't it? Uh-huh. What's bowling? Uh, no, I don't know. If I wanted to go bowling. The only mm. bowling alley that's coming to mind is the one in Derby, but I don't but know. There's one on um, Brick Lane. Oh, yeah, All Star Lane. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, All-Star there's Lane. one about a two-minute walk yeah. from my house. Mm. Yeah. yeah, obviously. That's pretty fancy pants. Rowan's is obviously like the London classic where you can do karaoke, arcade games, bowling. Yeah. There's always like 22-year-olds snogging on the dance floor. I couldn't go there for my birthday because one of my friends is banned. Really? <laughs> what did they do? I honestly don't know. She was like, I'm banned, I can't go in. And I was like, I don't think they'll remember you. Oh, I'm so she not say? No, she shouldn't say. They do the fancy um, face scanning ID yeah, thing exactly. when you go in there. So maybe they would have spotted her. Yeah. Mm. It's a good spot, though. Who knows? The last time I went there, we did it. <laughs> we went bowling and then we were doing karaoke, except the karaoke rooms were actually closed. Uh, so we were just. Everywhere's mic- a karaoke But the room microphones were enough, still yeah. on. So we just used one phone to play music into the microphone. And then we used the other microphone as the microphone. That's smart. That's what happens when you're drunk at 2am and you can't 
find anyone to turn on the karaoke machine. No, but there's always ways to do karaoke, isn't there? If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. What's your karaoke song? What is my karaoke song? Oh, that's a question. Depends what they have, you know. Everyone's Depends on the mood. Depends. Uh, There's a good pub in Brockley called the Wickham Arms that do karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the the guy that runs it always has a song, like every three songs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my go. Yeah. (laughs) And then you sit down. Child vibes, yeah. That's what I would do. Um, but like, <laughs> he's an eldest child. Yeah. He's saying, "Can you feel the love tonight?" <laughs> With too much kind of umph behind it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you can't actually be good at karaoke. That's the unspoken no, you can't. rule. Like, it took all oh, the fun away from don't it. Don't put really. your back into it. You gotta. You gotta yeah. be silly with it. We yeah. did a lot of ABBA that night, though. Oh, oh it always a. You gotta do it. Yeah. I think you did Chicka Cheetah. Chicka. Chikikita, tell me what's wrong. Is it wrong. Chikikita? Oh. Chikikita. I'm thinking of chicken tikka. <laughs> tell me what's wrong. Um, yeah. I was honestly thinking about doing karaoke 30th birthday party, but I'm such a microphone hog that I just think same. it would just be a concert. I know. A Sophie Wyvern. Yeah. Live. And Why no, didn't you no do the MCing? <laughs> you could have done the MCing. Yeah. That would give you the satisfaction of being up on the stage. Yeah, maybe I should. It's not too late. Career change. Yeah. Little career change. It's just me doing the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> is that what you do? Well, yeah. My new favourite kind of song is doing All Star. Hey now. Uh, the crowd goes crazy for All Star. Somebody once told really? me the world Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love it. Really random they love song. it. I've never done karaoke before. <laughs> I'm a big before. Shrek fan. <laughs> I've never done karaoke before. You've, oh, my God, Ham, we're going to do karaoke. What would your karaoke song be? So, I have... A dirty habit that my partner doesn't know about. When he goes out to work, I spend a lot of my time singing karaoke on my laptop. Yeah. So you have done karaoke before. Uh, so, yeah, but on my own in a no, room. you did it in my house. Was I just singing Ariana Grande? Yeah, you know, with her I, on YouTube, of course. I love to sing. We love YouTube karaoke You know what it probably house. was? YouTube karaoke is the main way we use YouTube. Yeah. Girl, you know what it probably was? It was probably her cover of Them Changes that she did for... Um, Radio One Live Lounge. It was a live lounge. It was it was them changes. I, I fucking love her cover of them changes. So good. Um, but I love I love Ariana Grande. She's like my diva. Like I love her more than like any of the others. She's an amazing vocalist. Oh, she's incredible. I think she's brilliant. Um, I used to be able to when I was singing more and I was doing more musical theater. I used to be able to hit the notes. I can't do it anymore. I have Can you to go it. that high? I used to. That, that is, that is a secret talent that I did not know. I didn't know that you were. Oh, a we have to go and do karaoke now. Yeah, I, I want to hear. Well, another thing, <laughs> another thing I want to talk about. There's definitely got nothing to do with the notes that I've got in front of here. There was no good way to segue this. Buckle fat removal. What is it? Have you been seeing this everywhere? As no. Well, Oh, it's a new surgery offline. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, like we're just filling you in on what's happening this week. I know, but I love it. I hope that I hope that this is this is my this is my new news channel. Yeah, this is where you're going to get all your important news from now on. Exactly. Important news presenters. Yes. Um, Buckle fat is when people basically get the fat from their cheeks removed. I would have thought the name buckle was yeah, like, like your belt, belt, belt buckle. Belt buckle. Yeah, removal. Oh. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's B U C C A L, is how they spell it. But it does feel we like we thought it, it was buckle. Um, buckle. But Leah Michelle recently got it, which is what is um, kind of. But yeah, and they G- say that G- all the models got... have had it. So like Zoe Kravitz had it. They remove like 
the fat the, from your cheekbones. So underneath you get really underneath really... your cheekbones, but you have your cheeks that's kind of like a, giving mm. an even more accentuated cheekbones. Exactly. I just feel like it's a sad day for the big cheek gals, myself yeah, included. Me too. I'm I mad. just think that we should let ourselves have little hamster faces. Cute. It's cute. And it holds more food. And it yeah. holds more food <laughs> and also warmth. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's really bad for your saliva ducts to get it. It just means you dribble everywhere because... Your saliva oh, no. ducks don't have any protection, <laughs> which sounds pretty unsexy. There's a um, plastic surgeon that I really like following on YouTube. He gives kind of like very um, honest reviews of like what surgery things people have had done over the years. Um, but he did a view on why he never, he, he did buckle fat surgery, but why as a surgeon he stopped doing it like to the stars. He's like, really? it costs a lot of money, but I've stopped doing it because people do it and they nine times out of 10, like they do not get the results that they want. It's dangerous. Like there's the saliva thing. There it's like go. one of those things but, that you think is like non-invasive, but it's actually like where really do they take it you from? Up. Is it like yeah. liposuction? I think it's face? just under. I think they like cut it out from under your cheekbones. So but it's like, all like a big slab. Do yeah. it through your ears or something. Oh I god, I dread to think. How do they do? Because in my head, they're like cut they you. must like they must do. Yeah, a they must go. In, they must go in by your ear and suck oh, it out. Right? God, no. Surgery is so clever. Yeah, I mean, like even the cosmetic stuff. So smart. My word. Where are you at with surgery with surgery stuff? My surgery station. Um, yeah. Update on the titty removal. So a friend that I saw earlier today that I already mentioned, she um found another place. In the UK, it's around eight grand to get a breast reduction. But she was like, You should go to Turkey. And I was like, I've heard so mm. many turkey horror stories. That is the classic you go to Turkey for surgery. Yeah, you old go to- teeth. Yeah, or teeth. teeth, yeah. I come back see, and I just look like Katie Price. Can you did imagine? you see all the videos of Matt Hancock walking around in Turkey in like no. the little markets? Everyone was like, Yeah, he's gone to get his teeth. <gasps> and he started, he like did a video on TikTok being like, Oh, doing little puns about going to Turkey to get his teeth done. I was it was the worst I've ever of, seen. Go and find it. What he did TikToks. Yeah. Why is that? I don't understand that. Why is, why, why is he on TikTok? Why is he thirst trapping? He's already got a. So nasty. Oh. Um, shall we do some letters? I was going to say, it's probably letters o'clock. Isn't letters it? o'clock, yeah. I mean, we've only got half an hour left till Hanny's going to city. Yes. Where are you um, going tonight? My dog. <gasps> Sid, Home yes. to my dog. She's got a special man in her life. I do now, yeah. What kind of dog yes. is he? He's a whippet. He's five. No, he's four months old. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. And congratulations. Thank you. It's a big step becoming a dog owner. It's a big step. We've, we've just fallen in love with, with each other now. It took a while, but we're now there. Oh my god! I'm so, oh, he's wonderful though. I can't wait to be dog owner. If you ever need someone to look after him, oh my god, all I'm the just time. around the corner. <laughs> I'm there. No, he's perfect. Um, I was saying to Hannah earlier, calling your dog Sid <laughs> when it's... you're then like asking them to sit, but like I. Oh, yeah, confusing, confusing commands. He thinks his name is Sit. He thinks his name is Sit, or, like, if I say his name, he'll sit down. And I'm saying to Hannah, like, maybe it's quite good because he just looks like a really clever dog. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I say his name, he's just like that. He's like, Sid, Waiting for me. Sid is actually my first baby name. Ah, snap. That's Hannah. No No way. way. Boy or girl, Sid. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Sid is also oh, my yeah. uncle's Right, name. okay, Sid. it's a race to the finish Sid. line. <laughs> Who's going to have the baby first? <laughs> yeah, me and Cam have had that locked in for many years. Sydney, baby oh, number one. No, ah. I think, um, yeah, I think Sid, I, I love boy names for girls. Nice. How I do love you spell it? S-I-D? S-I-D, yeah. S-I-D, yeah. Well, his, S-I-D. On the birth certificate. His full name is Sid Jeffries. 
Who is Saint Jeffrey? I thought you said my Sam. dog. <laughs> Who's the surname? Oh, Where's the surname uh, from? Where does the surname come from? It's not a surname, it's a middle name. Oh, <laughs> so plural. Sid, I love it. When one Jeffrey isn't Sid, enough. Sid Jeffrey's Corley. <laughs> Sid Jeffrey's Corley, I like it. But I kind of, whilst naming him, forgot that my uncle was called Sid. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So now my parents think it's really trip. awkward. Yeah. But, um, my parents' my dog's, dog's called Bernie. Uh, my granddad was called Bernard, which I think is like... But I mean, it's pretty similar. He's living Quite on. Similar. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's living on. That's sweet. Yeah, my grandpa lives on in Burnley. He is, he is a top guy. To be fair, my grandpa was also a top guy. So I feel like it makes sense. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So we've got a double header for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah. Mm-hmm. What was your first job? Someone gets in touch. And I think they want to know exactly how you got to where you are today. I mean, you're getting like amazing commissions. You've got a big follow account. And you've also got such a unique and distinctive style. And I think this person is like maybe wanting to start from the questions. I think they may be wanting to start their own business fashion side hustle. So yeah. they ask, what was your first job? What did you study? And was the college that you went to useful? So first job was at, uh, maybe that's not in the right order. I should do college first. Should I? Yeah. Go on, shake it up. Do it your way. Well, I think maybe they mean university. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, what I will say. There we go. BTEC yeah. National Diploma, you can't go wrong. It's free. I learned so much. And then I went to Kingston University, which I mean, is a really good university for fashion and probably got my first job because of its name. But I can't really say that I learned all that much at uni. But in a BTEC National Diploma, rather than doing A-levels was just, like, the best thing that ever happened to me. Amazing. Like, I was so shy before I went there. Like, I would really not talk to very many people. I left um, school with three GCSEs, which, I mean, Queen. is not yeah. very many. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't need them. Yeah. And then, you know, BTEC, and I only just scraped into that as well. Um, but, yeah. And first job was First the... job. Uh, first job out of uni was for YMC. Mm. You must create... Um, as their women's wear designer, one of two. Amazing. Well, I yeah, think, I mean, so, God knows how I got it, but... 
so many people go into fashion kind of like with the idea that they're going to be the next big thing and they're just kind of like coming with such an ego yeah but i think when we first met and like in i instantly connected with you because you're like oh my god you're like me like you're self-deprecating you're talented but like mm. you're not kind of a dick about it yeah like you're just kind of like and you frequently say like yeah i work in fashion but i fucking can't stand a lot of fashion people <laughs> i mean <laughs> I mean, yeah, for fashion, fashion for me is not really about like this world of fashion. It's like about, you know, making nice clothes. And I always kind of set out with this idea of like, you know, I was at YMC and it was a great job, but I wasn't being paid very well at that time because I think of the level that I was at. Um, so leaving was kind of my only choice to like take things into mm. my own hands and I didn't really want to work for another company I feel like I was very similar to me in the sense that I was kind of like working at like very junior roles and it was like I kind of didn't subscribe to this idea that oh you work so many years in this role and then you can do this next like you can have more responsibility I was like yeah. well, I already know like why do I have to like do three years yeah. just to have a senior role well like when well, i know that i can do it right now fuck yeah. this i'm just gonna so, yeah sometimes there is just you can see very clearly especially in a small team that there is no like path for development really like you're in that role because that's your role there's mm. no like there's no ladder to climb up mm-hmm. so i felt like i'd completed everything that i needed to at that company and that you know working in a pub and managing that and starting my own thing was the only way forward mm. second part <laughs> of the question is what part of your job is creative and what part of it is about the technical stuff? I suppose they kind of want to know the balance. Like if someone's looking to get into the role that you're getting to, that you're in because they want to be like creative all the time, is that necessarily how you spend all your time? I would say like in a, say I do my job like nine to five or whatever. I'd say all of that time is a hundred percent admin and non-creative and the creative ideas are spent when I'm like, researching or on my laptop at night when I'm at home it it always comes to you at weird times it does in the middle of the night yeah like yeah do you have really rambly notes posts in your phone I don't but I will often wake up and think of something and then be like remember it and then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like what was that where is it <laughs> yeah I'm like where did I put that it that was such a great idea uh <laughs> now it's gone but no I think some of the best things from the last shoot that we actually just did were like you know thoughts in the middle of the night you had quite... this amazing black and white coat. Oh, the checkered recently. one. The checkered black and white one. Um, okay, so two more questions. Someone said, would love to know your perspective on moving back to London post-pandemic. It's an interesting time to move to London. It is. I also think lots of people left London in the pandemic. I definitely And I really, you don't yeah. have to return if you don't want to. No. I think we've all learned to live in a slightly more dynamic way where you're not required to work kind of on location every day. You can work remotely several days a week. Mm You can commute in a couple of days a week. I feel like if you're having to ask, how do I adjust living back in London again? It probably means that you don't really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's moving back to London. So it's not like I want to move to London. It's moving back to London after the pandemic. I think that what... One thing I always say, and I think it just showed up so many like completely unsustainable working practices and so many big businesses. One thing that the pandemic proved is that quite a lot of people's jobs can be done from home and you do not need a big fuck off office that you have a 10 year lease on. 
to actually, you know, do your job correctly. And if anything, you might be a bit more fulfilled and happy if you have a home office or if you have space to have a home office and you can do it from there. Um, It depends what your work is, honestly. Like if you're, if a lot Mm -hmm. of your work, a lot of, I don't think I could move out of London for like the next maybe like six, seven years or so because like so much of my work is based on networking and meeting people and meetings like last minute. And I feel like you guys... Do you guys, think you'd want to leave London? No, I don't know. I wouldn't want to. I feel like... I I've, might be forced to financially. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to move out of London because I have lived in, like, a quiet area and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't stand this. Yeah. It's so you like being in the hubbub. I like... Do, do I? But you're, I don't like the you, noise. This is a great location, though, I think. It's a really nice location, but it's just so noisy at night sometimes. I'm just like, I just want to, like... I'm just such a princess when it comes to going to sleep. I'm just like, yeah. It's the thing I found about living in East London really hard was how loud it was at night. Yeah. I yeah. slept so badly. I was like, you're I need a to light somewhere. sleeper. I'm, I'm a light sleeper, but I get back to sleep quite easily normally. Okay. But if there's constant noise disruption, yeah. then I will wake up constantly. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure what to advise, listener, other than to say that you don't have to move back if you don't want to. Mm. If you do have to move to London and you also do want to, but you're just quite intimidated by it, know that there's lots of kind of smaller communities within London you can live in that don't feel scary yeah. and in a city. Because moving back to London doesn't necessarily moving back to like Columbia Road or like Carnaby oh, no. Street. It, you can move back to like fucking Heron Hill or Crouch Hill Hill or Broccoli. Or, or Broccoli. Or Broccoli. <laughs> move to Nunhead. You'll have the best time ever. Yeah. You'll remember why life is good if you live in Nunhead. Uh, yeah, I think it's just about the reasons why you're moving back. <laughs> moving to London doesn't necessarily mean moving to the centre. You can move to loads of places in London to still kind of get that like outside perspective. Hope that. Hope that helps. Also, just find like-minded people who want to do chill stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be in the rat race. You can just be, as I am at the moment, doing, doing the puzzles. jigsaw puzzle and watching <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs> That's what I do every So many puzzles. Night. I mean, when I moved I back it. after lockdown, it was just, it was definitely, it had to be something that was different than the time that I lived here before. What made you leave and what made you come back? The pub that I worked in was just like a bit of a nightmare. That was a good question, Sophie. Yeah. Um, and I just, I really had had enough and I was just, I was working 50 hours a week whilst doing the brand on the side and it was too much. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And I was getting ill all the time. Um, so yeah, left and then ended up just working in this kitchen that was basically the same hours. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, country air, all that. Um, but then moving back after the pandemic, I think like living with your parents just force you, like it makes you like want to move back or to do something a bit different. Living in like a really quiet suburban town that you don't have any friends at. It's really interesting what happens to you when you move back in with your parents again as an adult. I also moved back in with my parents for the first lockdown. Yeah. And had such a nice time. Same. But then you also, after six months, you kind of feel like you're becoming a teenager again and you need to relearn how to be a real adult. Yeah. Whenever someone moves back in with their parents in Hollywood, it's when they've hit rock bottom. (laughs) And whenever I've moved back in with my parents when various things have gone wrong, like jobs or relationships, then I've kind of said, like, I need to be with you guys for a few weeks if that's okay. Yeah. Um, It's kind of difficult to fight past that. I always yeah. find, but again, like 
yeah, you just need to take things at your own pace, really, don't you? Whatever's right for you. If Again, like it kind of goes back to what you were saying. If you are asking yourself the question, like, do I need to move back to London? The answer might be no. No. If, you've, if, you, if you're asking that, yourself that question. You can either, I don't know where you're living right now if it's a commutable distance, but if you don't want to live in London, just move somewhere that's a commutable distance. Move to Hastings. Mm. Yeah, Hastings, lovely. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Final question of the night, and it is like relatively, I don't know if I can use the word juicy, it's scandalous. Ooh. I listen to a podcast called The Girls' Bathroom, and they have so many scandalous um, questions coming in. So I feel like that's kind of desensitized me. But I think that this is particularly interesting. So question asks, what do you do when you find out your ex, who you broke up with in August, is having a kid with a new girl? So broke up in August and he's having a kid with a new girl. Bloody hell. She was his best friend, quote unquote. We all know. Oh, we all know that. Mm. We all know that. And now she's seven months pregnant. Oh, shit. We got a bit of overlap there. Yeah, just a, just a tiny bit. Just, just two months two months worth of overlap. Uh, I mean, assuming that the first time they said that they were interested in each other, they also decided that night to have a baby. Whoa. Mm. What do you do? I'm really sorry. That's really Yeah, first, first things first, before we give you any actionable advice, yeah. kind of want to come at you with the what the fuck that's fucked up i'm so sorry that's obviously really wrong and it sounds like you're definitely better off to not be with someone who would do that to you mm-hmm. um wow yeah whoa the I audacity i kind of wish i had more context yeah same i need to know i need to know who this man is who his best friend is how long were you together for I think that all you can try and do is try and move on and forget about him. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, that's easier said than done. It is, but, but I mean, things will get better. They always do. Always in a in a. I'm a serial monogamist and have gone through a few breakups in my adult life. Yeah, and you always think that you're always going to wake up and it's you're going to feel like a trap. I know. You every it's, morning. it's so mm-hmm. bad because you really when you're in it you really do feel like that i will never feel normal again no. how will i ever not be yeah, in this much and pain it's again the worst feeling we never in... fucking learn because we are normal again and then you go through it and you're like when would i be and let's just say no because you've been through it before or whatever if yeah. you haven't but like things will get better i always think there's a day that you wake up and you like make a cup of tea and you do something in the morning and then maybe it's at like 10 a.m. that the thought first enters your head. Yeah. And that's a really good day because you're like, ooh. All right, Dolly Alderton. That wasn't the first thing I... Nothing wrong with that. I would also But it's not the first thing you think about in the morning. That's a great day. Definitely. Like if you're not waking up and thinking about it straight away or waking up in the middle of the night and thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would also say in that kind of scenario to just like make sure that you don't really have them on social media so you can't really see it. Mm. Because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, you take that time to heal a bit more before if you don't it. want to do the block and unfollow then just do the mute yeah i yeah just mute people it's a i mean in breakups and in life if someone's stuff is making you feel shit whenever you see it mute it yeah just surround yourself with good people and nice things and remember they won't always feel exactly like it does now and there's something good around the corner Look, always yeah. is always always is always something when a person exits your life someone new comes into your life and it's not necessarily romantic 
It or could a be person. A lovely, it could just be like It could be a, a dog. Or like a, yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Sid. <laughs> it could be a dog. I hope that helps. Um, if we've missed some context, though, and you want to give us some more deets, please uh, get in touch. And if you've got any more Agony Aunt letters that you'd like us to read next week, please email us at I'll have what she's having pod at gmail.com or send us an Instagram DM at I'll have what she's having pod. pod. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good at the admin. I always forget. I'm like, yeah, get in touch with us. You know how. Um, but, guys. This has been so lovely. It's been so nice. Thank you so much for coming. Best guest to kick off season two. Thanks for having me. Is there anything you would like to plug while we've got you here? Yeah, please plug, please plug. Do you have any projects coming up you want to keep an eye out for? Um, Buy all my shit. I've got a dog that needs looking after from occasion to occasion. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to dog sit. (laughs) What an offer. He also needs kibbles in the bowl. So buy some nice clothes (laughs) if you you feel up to it. Buy you some could DM me yeah. a corner studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a bar of my doggy. <laughs> if you've liked this episode and previous episodes and want to hear future episodes, oh, so please good. give us a rating, a review, subscribe. We appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.